Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm good. Excellent. You yeah. look good. It's a good night. I'm I'm it ready is. to do this tonight. Sometimes We're not cranky. No, sometimes it's really late and I'm tired. Tonight I'm ready to go. Excellent. All that, right. That extra jolt of coffee you had is really kicking in now. That's right. Okay. So we're going to start with the Disney Parks blog. Um, they have a know before you go uh, Disneyland tips. That's right. It's very important to understand what the protocols are for Disneyland and Disney's California Adventure Park if you're going to be visiting them soon. Yeah, because they're not messing around. That's right. So, uh, you know, essentially it's that theme park reservation and admission tickets for the same park on the same day are required for all guests three are up. Uh, guests have to have a valid theme park ticket in order to make a reservation. Reservations are limited. Availability is, uh, uh, you know, subject to uh, restrictions. And uh, right now, only California residents may visit the park No, in groups of no larger than three households and in line with the current state California guidelines. Uh, the Disney Parks blog does have a little video from one of their planned Disney panelists uh, explaining a little more of the details of what you need to know before you go. Okay. So if you're going to Disneyland, you should definitely check that out. Yes, you should. Um, the Disney Wish is going to be making its first sailing soon, and it is going to feature the first attraction at sea, and that's the Aqua Mouse, and there's a little bit more information on that in the Disney Parks blog. That's right. If by soon you mean in 13 months. Yeah, that's soon. Uh, it is, well, I guess in cruising time it is soon. <laughs> uh, but when the Disney Wish does set sail, it will be the debut of the Aqua Mouse. We've had the Aqua Duck. Now we get the Aqua Mouse. It is an exciting family water attraction, um, and it is what they're calling the first, uh, as Cheryl said, attraction at sea. It uh, has show scenes, lighting, special effects, surprises, and it is the first of its kind water ride that will send you through three hundred. I'm sorry, seven hundred and sixty feet of winding tubes suspended high above the upper decks, which sounds just like the aqueduct. Uh, but it is a little different. So for the story, Minnie and Mickey are setting up their own seaside excursion company called Port Misadventures, and you get to go on an undersea excursion to Mermaid Lagoon that will inevitably go wrong. Uh-oh. So uh, you'll get on a two-seat ride vehicle and then go into a magical tunnel that will teleport you into the cartoon world of Scuba Scramble, which is a new animated short that will play through oversized visual portholes. Hmm. So it, uh, you know, it, it sounds like a combination of... The Aqueduct and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. So um, that uh, that is uh, exciting. It is kind of a water coaster. You'll have it up and down with a series of speed blasters. And then you go on a soaring loop over the edge of the ship at the finale. Uh-oh. And then you get a message from Mickey and Minnie at the very end. Cool. No, so that'll be fun. It does. It sounds like, uh, like a good time. A lot of times, though, I shut my eyes on those, so I don't know if I'll be able to see it. Well, usually when they do the attraction part, when they do the video parts, it's during the, they. It's like a lull where you're going right. to, on a straight shot, right? So you can open your eyes for that part. Or I wonder if they're going to stop it at certain segments. Maybe. All right, um, and then the last story from the Disney Parks blog uh, is some options for Disney Photo Pass. That's right, Photo Pass. Uh, you know, they must not be making enough Photo Pass money because they're pushing it on the Parks blog right now. So they just kind of want to remind everybody that Photo Pass is still available. And there are a ton of things you can do. You can do your classic magic shots, which, you know, involve a lot of the characters and little special effects. They have the new Tiny World magic shots, which are in Hollywood Studios and Disney's Animal Kingdom. Um, I got one of those, but I have yet to download it from Disney Springs, which uh, kind of makes you, I don't know, kind of distorts you 
and it's a 360 degree photo. They also do the super zoom magic shots, which they do in Animal Kingdom, Magic Kingdom, and Galaxy's Edge. Uh, we did them together in Galaxy's Edge this time. Yes. And uh, I did them in all three parks because I'm crazy and I was the single alone guy. Uh, they also have the Disney PhotoPass Studio option, which is at Disney Springs where you can go over there and do a, a photo session. And then, of course, the new Capture Your Moment options that are now available in both uh, Walt Disney, uh, the Magic Kingdom, and Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it. You uh, you know you can link all of your PhotoPass stuff through your Disney uh, My Disney Experience app, and uh, they do have photos on thirteen attractions now with onboard Disney PhotoPass capture. Cool. Yeah. All right. Let's move into the California stories. We have a COVID update for California. That's right. California is you know they went from forever not doing anything. Uh, to the point now where the California Secretary of Health and Human Services, Dr. Mark Gailey, stated that the stat- state is on pace to drop tier restriction and capacity limits, including a near elimination of the statewide mask mandate uh, by mid-June. Um, he, Governor Newsom said that the state economy could completely reopen by June 15th, provided that the current, current health trends uh, continue. Uh, and Dr. Gailey says that California is indeed on track to meet that. Um, the only exception to the mask mandate will be large indoor events where people, and I quote, from all over the world are in the same place together. Mm-hmm. So that might be a little bit of Disney uh, and or Universal. And when was that story released? That story was released uh, on Tuesday. Okay. And it just so happens today, uh, Thursday, the CDC just came out saying that uh, masks were not required anymore for uh, people who are fully vaccinated um, indoors or outdoors. So that's right. Um, so we'll see how that affects California's take on things. That's right. There are exceptions to the new guidance from the CDC, and that is that masks are still required for public transit, like buses, trains, and airplanes, and that state and local governments, as well as private businesses, are allowed to set their own mask requirements. Very good. All right. Um, Bob Chapek had a quarterly earnings call today. Yeah, the second quarter uh, call was not that good. Mm. And uh, we'll start with the bad stuff. And that was that the Disney theme park segment suffered a $967 million loss in the second quarter. Um, Their revenue, uh, let's see, revenue as a company was $15.6 billion, which was short of the projected $16 billion for the quarter. Uh, Domestic parks... Out of that 967 million, only lost 587 million. The rest was international. Um, the whole negative to the Disney Parks Experience and Products Division uh, overall is 1.2 billion dollars. I mean, how does that compare though with when they were closed? Well, when they were closed, they weren't making anything. But what was their what was their loss over? So, I mean, with the 967 dollar loss, what was? I mean, it wasn't zero, right? So it's, that's a negative. It's $967 negative. When they weren't open at all, they were right. negative more than zero. Right. So I'm just curious what they that do, number They do not that. give the comparison. I would have to look up the old uh, last year's I'm just curious how reports. they're doing versus not being open at all. Because I right. mean, when you're open, you're, you're paying employees, you're paying yep. for the upkeep of the park, you know, all those things that you weren't paying for when you were closed. I'm just wondering if they're doing... <laughs> They're doing any better now that well, they're actually open. Bob Chapek did state at one point that they would not reopen the parks if they were not profitable. Mm. So even at 35%, they were profitable. All right. Um, uh, also, as a part of this quarterly earnings call, uh, Bob Chapek answered questions about the new Disneyland membership program that will replace the annual passes. Uh, he avoided using the term annual pass 
and instead referred to it as a park loyalty and affinity program, as well as a frequent visitor program. It sounds to me like it's not going to be unlimited admission. Well, here's here's what the problem was. He said that the per guest spending across the annual pass holders base was inconsistent and that the new program is aimed to get an adequate return to our shareholders for the type of experience that they give our guests. He felt that the old program offered too much at an inadequate price point and that spending at times was not strong enough among those guests. Yeah. So uh, the new programs would have guests paying more money for less days of access Mm -hmm. and maybe even less benefits, uh, but it still remains to be seen what they are going to announce. Now, Ken Potrock, who's the Disneyland president, uh, stated that the program will launch before the end of 2021. Mm -hmm. So here we go. Uh, Pay more money, get less in return. Uh, You know, Chapek is a bean counter. Mm -hmm. Um, And all of a sudden now it's not about the guest experience but about how much the guest is spending while they're there. And they're going to continue to devalue Disney in the eyes of their guests. Yep. It's just going to keep happening. I mean, we've been talking about this forever. It took a little brief pause during COVID, you know, that they're, you know, they they get too big for their britches. They just want to charge more and more and more for the same exact thing. They want to, you know, give more um, profit to their shareholders and it stops being about what they're able to give the guests. Not that you're owed anything as a guest. Right. But, you know, as a, as a good customer, you want to be fair. You know, I mean, if you run a shop where people come in all the time, you have, you know, good cu- it's a good customer. You know, it's a, a, a diner and they come in every morning and they eat, you know, the same pancakes and the same coffee every day. You know them and you like them and you know how much they enjoy coming and seeing their friends or whatever it is. Now you're going to double the price of their pancakes because you know you can do it because you know that they'll still come because their friends are still there. And I mean, is that right? Not at all. No. So that's sort of how I feel about the whole thing. Okay. Stop charging too much for pancakes. All right. All right. Um, Disney has released a new peek at the Shwarma Palace kiosk. That's right. Avengers Campus opens in less than a month. Uh, at Disney's California Adventure, and they do have uh, in the Avengers Campus section a Shwarma Palace kiosk. Uh, if you remember at the end of Avengers, they all went out for Shwarma uh, in one of the end credit scenes of the movie. Uh, so this uh, Shwarma Palace serves Shwarma flavors for heroes on the go. Uh, it is supposed to be one of the, like a little street side cart that you would see in New York City or right. any major metropolitan area. Uh, the truck is decorated with newspaper articles about the Avengers, the heroes logos, and then there are some Easter eggs all around the uh, cart for you to look at. Uh, they have decals and logos from Stark Industries, the World Expo, Stark Expo. There's Iron Man suit schematics. There's newspaper clippings from the disaster in Sokovia. Uh, so there's a lot to look around. Um, around the truck, they do have tables with umbrellas set up so that diners can enjoy uh, their shawarma. Very cool. Yeah. In Florida, Disney World has already and will continue to increase park capacity. That's right. This is another uh, segment from the uh, quarterly earnings call. And he said that uh, Walt Disney World has already started to raise capacity uh, and that they will continue to do so uh, at a much faster pace given today's new guidance from the CDC. Um, At some point, uh, Walt Disney World increased their capacity. Last we knew it was at 35%. It hasn't been at 35% for a while, in my opinion. What, uh, What would you think it is? I think they're probably at about 50 now. Okay. Uh, so Bob Chapek did say, uh, I think you're going to see an immediate increase in the number of folks that we are able to admit into our parks through our reservation systems that we recently implemented. So we're very, 
very excited about that. Uh, and then he whispered, and you people better spend a lot while you're <laughs> he there. He did not. No. That would, be, uh, that would be pretty funny. It would be. All right. The Tomorrowland Transit Authority is now loading every car. And that is the entire story right there. Uh, it did reopen a few weeks ago. Yay! And uh, while they do... Uh, uh, they were separating parties for physical distancing, but now pff, they're loading every car. Okay. Well, fair enough, right? Because if you don't need a mask indoors, you definitely don't need uh, to be distanced by, for, from other people on the Tomorrowland Transit Authority. Exactly. All right. We have some construction and refurbishment updates. Oh, a ton of it going on in the Magic Kingdom. So Storybook Circus and Dumbo continue to be uh, painted and gussied up. The crest on the center of the tent at the Dumbo uh, Flying Elephant attraction uh, got a fresh coat of paint. Um, They continue to spruce up uh, some of the golden swirl accents uh, on the uh, logo. Uh, over at uh, Casey Jr. Splash and Soak, uh, the giraffe car seems to have been repainted. Um, so that is good news. Um, and then when we go into the baby care center at the end of Main Street, they have put up uh, photo walls around that. I'm sorry, uh, construction walls around that because uh, we know that's being refurbed and they moved the temporary baby station to Tomorrowland. Right. Over in Tomorrowland, uh, work continues on the electrical system for Tron Light Cycle Run. Uh, over in Tomorrowland, they are replacing large sections of pavement. I don't know what their pavement budget is this year, but they are, <laughs> must be high. They are replacing pavement around Spaceship Earth, Fantasyland, and now Tomorrowland. That's why uh, they have to charge so much. So they, That's right. They are, they are big sections of pavement, and that is all the refurb news in the Magic Kingdom. Okay. So now we're going to move over to Epcot, where there is some news about harmonious testing. That's right. Um, harmonious testing continues. Uh, the Ring Barge Arms tested their fountains today. Oh, boy. So the uh, Ring Barge itself has not only the ring in the center, but they've got these uh, arms on the side. Oh, is it just me, or does the, do the fountains look a little bit better? They're not, like, spraying in the wrong directions. Nilly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it is a little more unified. They straightened out their nozzles. Um, and then, well, you know, you should always have your nozzle straightened. That's true. And then overnight, uh, guests have been hearing the soundtrack um, of Harmonious uh, playing. Cool. Yeah. So right. that uh, that is good. Okay. I'm going to go a little out of order and put your, um, your third story second here. Sure. Um, Epcot guests have noted that Epcot Forever fireworks were testing. That's right. Uh, Epcot Forever, which was the show after Illuminations that was already supposed to have been gone Mm -hmm. because it was going to be replaced by Harmonious, Um, they have been uh, testing both the fireworks and the music for that. Do you know what I would give to have any kind of a show at Epcot the day we're there? I doubt it's going to happen within the next two weeks. I will bet you a uh, fruit No, no, no. That's not what I want. I want a maybe, Cheryl. I want to. Uh, you yes, should honey. be looking forward to that and seeing that maybe that could happen because that would I be will, so wonderful. I will wonderful call for up me. Josh tomorrow in the morning and ask him to just get let me have hope. Don't okay. crush my dreams. Oh, please, we've been married for twenty years. Do you have <laughs> dreams left? All right. Uh, over at the San Angel Inn, um, they are offering a thousand dollar sign-on bonus for employees. Tell me more. Well, the Palmas Restaurant Group, who uh, runs the San Angel Inn inside Epcot's Mexico Pavilion, has some job postings up, and one of the postings offers a $1,000 culinary sign-on bonus. Hmm. Um, so that uh, that is exciting. Okay. If you're a cook. I guess. And that is a cook one. So if you're a cook and you're in the Orlando area, uh, you might want to you know put an extra 1000 in your pocket. 
You, you buy me a Mickey bar, we call it even. <laughs> In the animal kingdom, Terra Treats and Dino Diner are set to reopen this week. That's right. Terra Treats, which is on the right-hand side as you're walking towards the village of Harambe just before the bridge. It's also kind of at the exit to part of the Tree of Life there, right around where the... Oh, well, I'm I'm getting crazy here. (laughs) Um, But they sell pizza and beverages. They're getting ready to open up this week. And then the Dino Diner, which is a a very stylized uh, food cart that looks like a dinosaur, and it is in uh, Dino Land. They sell hot dogs, beverages, and churros. Uh, They are both getting ready to reopen after many months of closure during the COVID uh, crisis. Okay, very cool. Uh, Let's move over to the Polynesian Resort, where you have a monorail station update for us. That's right. The monorail station continues to be worked on. And I think part of the exciting thing is that they have uh, started uh, roofing and framing the walkway from the station to the Grand Ceremonial House. Cool. Yeah. All right. In cruising news, the Florida Attorney General went to uh, court for their, um, their bid to resume cruising. That's right. The Florida state of Florida is suing the federal government, specifically the CDC, um, for their cruise restrictions. And Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody uh, went to court on Wednesday to talk before a judge to try to get cruising to resume as it has uh, on continents like Asia and Europe. And uh, this suit was filed last month. Uh, You know, it's it's obviously about the state of Florida running, the, uh, you know, being run by the cruise industry. Right. Uh, what, what did we say last week? Like 65% or 70% of all cruises originate right. out of Florida in yep. the United States. And, um, you know, the CDC is saying, well, we don't have jurisdiction over these cruise lines that are not poor, that are not headquartered in the U.S. And they don't want to come back to U.S. waters. You know, they might be sailing out of Bahamian waters. So we can do nothing against them. Um, and also the U.S. government has stated that the state of Florida has no legal right to force the CDC to reopen the cruise business. So we'll see if this goes anywhere. I mean, is it really the way things the CDC is just opening things up? I mean, they've definitely recognized that these vaccines are working. Numbers are going down. And, you know, we're well on our way to back to normal. So, I mean, things are happening Fast. I, I don't really see the CDC having to hold out much longer on cruising. Well, the, the current speculation is still that the uh, resumption of cruises is going to happen in July. Yeah, which is fine. So right? at, at, By the time they get the answer they want, it'll be over. This lawsuit, if it goes forward, will probably extend past the yeah. resumption of cruising. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we know that's silly then. All right. Let's move into entertainment news. Uh, Free Guy and Shang-Chi are going to be released exclusively to theaters for 45 days. That's fantastic news. This is good news. Uh, Free Guy, which stars Mm -hmm. Ryan Reynolds, will hit theaters on August 13th. And then Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which is the, uh, the will be the next movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe after Black Widow, will be released on September 3rd. Uh, both of these movies are going to be exclusive to theaters in 45 days. And after that, they may also go to streaming services, including Disney+. Plus. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Jungle Cruise. <laughs> it's so funny to be talking about the Jungle Cruise movie because uh, over a year ago, well, let's say, let's go back. It was probably what? February 2020. Yes. We were talking about the Jungle Cruise movie and the posters that had come out um, 
and you know waiting for its release. And now here we are again, um, talking about the release of the Jungle Cruise, which is now scheduled for July 30th. That's right. A very sweaty Dwayne the Rock Johnson on his Instagram account earlier today announced that the Jungle Cruise will be released on July 30th. Uh, with a simultaneous release in theaters and on Disney Plus Premier Access. So uh, that is uh, that is good news. That came out ahead of the second quarter call. And um, yeah, very, very exciting. I see a lot of movie going in our summer future. Well, we already know that we've got Cruella, Black Widow, uh, Jungle Cruise. Mm-hmm. And that's just the Disney stuff. Who yeah. knows what other type of stuff is out there? Is, wait, is there any other type of stuff? Oh, yeah. There are other <laughs> movies. Now, one place that is holding movies up, because I think you might have skipped this one, is that um, Marvel's Eternals and Shang-Chi Legend of the Ten Rings might not get released in China. Uh, they have been blocked. Um, well, I shouldn't say they've been blocked. But they have. They were not listed on a list of Chinese release dates by station CCTV6 over in China. And uh, all Chinese, all movies released in China must undergo review and receive government approval because of their censorship laws. Jeez. So uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, of course, features an Asian superhero of Chinese descent. That hasn't gone well anyway. No. And every time they've put out a, like a movie with an Asian character that they think is going to do well in China. It doesn't. It bombs. Right. And The Eternals is directed by Chinese Oscar winner uh, Chloe Zhao. Uh, so for some reason, don't know how, you know, these two factors play into that. But these movies yet have not been approved by the Chinese government. Okay. All right. Um, Disney Plus is doing pretty well for itself. It has surpassed 103.6 uh, subscribers. 100, 103.6 million subscribers. I think if right. they only I had 100, the 103.6. I forgot the M. I didn't put an M in. I just, that's what I wrote is 103.6 subscribers. Oh, good job, guys. Let's get to 110 by tomorrow. <laughs> well, I mean, um, I think the fact that they're like shouting from the rooftops about 103.6 seems a little silly. Like, hey, we hit 100 million. Right. All right. But like, what's 100 million? Well, because this came out as a second quarter earnings call. Uh, so they had to release a, a hard number. Mm-hmm. Um, they did increase uh, their. Uh, base by 8.7 million global subscribers from the first quarter. Um, but the bad news is uh, that Bloomberg had expected Disney's Plus's numbers to be at 110 million subscribers oh, as of man. today. So people are already saying now that Disney is falling short of expectations and this will probably affect the stock price. <laughs> I don't care. All right. Um, there's a new sneak peek at Monsters at Work. That's right. Did you know that today is World Facilities Management Day. I didn't. So happy World Facilities Management Day to all my friends in facilities management. I have a ton of people that I know in facilities management. Oh, do you? Yeah, because that's a lot of like who we work with at work. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, If I knew, I would have sent out like email happiness uh, posts or something. And actually, now that I look at the date on the story, it came out very late on uh, the 12th. So, we're, so I'm late anyway. It was, just, it was yesterday. Okay. Um, <laughs> but they did release a still picture uh, showcasing some of the characters. And, uh, you know, it looks very, uh, very cool. I can't it's wait for this great. show to debut on Disney Plus on July 2nd. It's going to be great. Yep. All right. The Avengers Campus is going to get a tie-in to a comic book miniseries. That's right. There's going to be a five-issue miniseries from Marvel Comics called Web of Spider-Man. Uh, if you recall, uh, Web is the Worldwide Engineering Brigade. 
uh, and that is what that acronym stands for. Um, so it's going to be a five-issue miniseries, much like when Star Wars Galaxy's Edge debuted. We got a five-issue uh, miniseries on Galaxy's Edge, mm-hmm. and it talked about some of the Easter eggs and a little bit of the history of the area. So now we're getting the same thing uh, for uh, Avengers Campus, specifically for the Spider-Man adventure. Um, so uh, no real details on to what that is, but it's going to be released in June. And, uh, you know, head to your local comic book store. If you're a, a comic collector, a comic reader, a Disney fan, you want to learn a little bit more about the uh, the area in Avengers Campus, you can uh, go check that out. Come over and be a comic book geek with Tony. Yes. All right. Star Wars uh, Celebration in Anaheim has moved their 2022 dates. Before you get started. Yes. What is Star Wars Celebration? So Star Wars Celebration is essentially a fan convention. Okay. Um, it's a bunch of Star Wars... Uh, Fans uh, who go and celebrate Star Wars, they hold sort of it. like a comic book convention. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, except it's all Star Wars based. Right. Okay, um, so that is, sometimes it's held in Chicago, sometimes Orlando, sometimes Anaheim. Well, the 2022 celebration happens to be in Anaheim, uh, and they have moved it from August 2022 to May 26th through 29th of 2022. Okay, um, if you're a current ticket holder, your tickets are automatically going to be transferred to the new dates. Ticket refunds, uh, if you don't want to go to the new dates, must be submitted before June 11th. All ticket holders will receive an email with detailed uh, instructions on how to submit a refund request. Very good. And then I know you wanted to do this story earlier, and I apologize. That's all right. Um, There's a new sneak peek and song for for Cruella that has been released. That's right. Cruella will open up in two weeks on May 28th, and uh, they have released a new sneak peek and a song entitled Call Me Cruella by Florence and the Machine. All right. Yeah. So that'll be posted on our page. Fantastic. Is that it? I think that is it. I mean, you said it was a late news day, but I feel like we put together a pretty decent show. We did. That was uh, that was 25 minutes. I know See? I know Poppy likes when we go a little longer so he can walk. But, I feel uh, like 20, it is what it is. 25 minutes is pretty is pretty decent. We've had shows, you know, they're like a 17 minute show. Exactly. That's not long enough for a walk. No, it's not. <laughs> All right. So uh, have a good weekend, everybody. And until next time, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>